We're going to turn our attention to the World Cup because Australia is in all sorts of trouble right now. And to take us through how much trouble they are actually in is a good friend of mine and a wonderful cricket journalist. His name is Bharat Sundarais, and he's been good enough to join us now. Bharat, welcome back to SEN and the run home. Uh, thank you so much for having me back. Okay, it's always good to talk to you. And you are right, uh, Australia's campaign um, is just two matches in already seems to be on life support. Uh, that was uh, quite uh, quite uh, the game last night. Uh, Australia lose games at World Cups. Right? It's happened before. Yep. Mm. But they don't get embarrassed at World Cups. And that's, uh, that's what happened last night. But Barat, explain to us what happens to the Australian selectors as soon as they land in India. <laughs> the Travis Head one still <laughs> from the Test Series doesn't make sense. Yeah. And now the Alex Carey one last night makes you wonder what does go on as soon as the selectors find themselves now, well, on the subcontinent. You're not interfering with uh, them, At you? least... No, at least I know this time you're not going to blame me. I know you spent three months blaming me for Travis Head being left out, and I accepted the blame. But no, look, I think that tells you everything um, you need to know about this side in, that, uh, in terms of not being 100% sure of what is working and what will work. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, what, seven, eight games now where the batters just haven't uh, done enough. Uh, they haven't scored enough runs. They've once again been bowled out for uh, well below 200. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe Jesus felt that Alex Carey hasn't got runs. He's got that 199 against South Africa. Uh, but apart from that, his numbers have been pretty um, uh, disappointing. So they felt that, you know, the uh, Josh Inglis, who does bat differently, he uh, is more a modern day, one day batter. Um, maybe they thought bringing him in would work, but the ball was doing all sorts. And Kakizarabada was bowling like a dream. But, but how can it make sense when, if Alex Carey's got those runs against South Africa and they're playing South Africa again, why would you? remove a man who's clearly confident against that pace attack of South Africa. It's a panic move. Uh, and after one there game as well. So which also now means, uh, which also means that you can't go back on it immediately, right? Mm-hmm. You can't bring Josh Inglis in and not give him two, three more chances uh, to fail or to succeed before you bring back Alex Carey. So, uh, and also not to forget, Alex Carey has been such a senior figure of this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been with the one day team for five years. Had a great World Cup last time, has captained this side, and I'm sure that has an impact as well when you leave someone like him out. Uh, Barad, I'm interested in your thoughts on the bowling attack as well. Australia's basically picked a test attack with uh, with Adam Zampa, so we've gone the three yeah. quicks and one spinner, and it just looked like it hasn't worked on the particular pitches we've played the first two matches on. Do you think in hindsight they wish that they'd taken an Ashton Agar, maybe tried a Matt Kuhneman like they did in the Test Series? Heck, Nathan Lyon bowls reasonable finger spin, I would have thought. (laughs) All of those guys, I wonder why they... Todd Murphy, why none of them came under consideration and here we are in a situation where our only finger spinner in the side at the moment is a part-timer in Glenn Maxwell. Who's uh, by far been the best bowler for Australia in the last three weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been bowling beautifully, Glenn Maxwell. Uh, but I think it's it's very similar to how they did win the T20 World Cup two years ago, didn't they? I mean, they went for their test attack and Zampa. Uh, they did have Ashton Agar uh, fit uh, at that point. Um, and they just said, you know what? Like, you know, we've tried a lot of other people. And, and, you know, that's one thing that gets lost when Australia lose in white ball cricket. It's not that the selectors, not just this, these selectors, but the other selectors in the last four or five years have tried so many guys from the BBL, from domestic cricket. But... How many of them have really 
uh, clicked. They haven't, right? Uh, so they've constantly gone back to um, what does work for them in Test cricket, which is Hazelwood, Cummins, and Stark. Um, who could their credit bowled pretty well yesterday? I thought they brought uh, the game back to uh, par uh, in the last 10 overs, but again, the batting just wasn't. Uh, good enough. Uh, and and I, I don't have a problem with the squad that they picked. Uh, it, it does make sense. It's just that they're, such, they're an underperforming group. We're also tired, don't forget, it's come on the back of uh, that India Test Tour and the Ashes. Both were um, deemed to be legacy tours. I don't know uh, where this fits in, in that sense, if, you, if, you, if that makes sense. The 50-over World Cup after those two tours in the same year. Bharat, I know there's side issues because there are far more pressing questions about what the Australians are doing at this One Day World Cup, but the technology mm. and the use of technology by humans last night mm. with Smith and Stoinis, how did you see both moments? Ooh, uh, the Smith one, I was screaming bad review, bad review, uh, some <laughs> terrible review and yeah. some other choice words when they reviewed it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was as shocked as Manus, Steve Smith, um, or even General Wilson, uh, the umpire, he couldn't believe he was asked to reverse his decision. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's a tricky one with Steve Smith. And, and also with that LBW, the more and more replays you see, the more and more you think, eh, maybe it wasn't as bad uh, a call as uh, we thought it was initially. The Stoinis one, I think, was a mistake. Um, right? I, I love Richard Kettlebera as one of the best umpires you'll ever yeah. see, both in the box and on the field. But I think he just got it wrong. Uh, and it's just a case of when you freeze the frame, and in that instant, you can uh, maybe assume that the two gloves are touching each other. And that's exactly what it came down to, uh, right? To complete the chain reaction between glove, glove and bat. Uh, but yeah, that was a mistake. But let's face it, Australia were 5 for 70. And I know Michael Marcus hasn't made a 50 since the last World Cup. Uh, but when you start like over-focusing on those things, uh, you kind of know where a team is, uh, right? And Australia aren't in a good place at this moment. Barrett, so it is only two games, but um, yeah, we do find uh, the gloom and all of these things pretty rapidly. We've we've panned the batting, we've panned the bowling, but what about the Australian cricket team's fielding? We normally go to World Cups and outfield everyone, yeah. and it's the subcontinental teams who are fumbling catches and making mistakes. Australia, quite frankly, looks ordinary in the field. Can you explain that? Oof, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it fatigue? I asked Manas Labashin last night. He said, I can only speak for myself. But um, I, look, they're professionals, but they, it was a very unprofessional display by, from Australia. The dropped catches. And even the... Uh, there was that sequence, wasn't there, Hoki? Uh, Pat Cummins bowling the 49th over. First ball, Glenn Maxwell lets one through his legs, two yes. runs. Second ball, stuck. Uh, kind of gets to a catch and then it pops out. And then the third third ball was that uh, shocking shot uh, his drop. Um, it doesn't happen with Australia. And I'll be honest, everyone here, especially uh, a lot of local Indian journalists, uh, they keep coming up to me and saying, like, is this even um, the Australian team that we grew up on? Like, you know, and again, it has nothing to do with attitude or whatever, but it's the clumsiness in the field. Like, if bat and ball people can come in and out of form. But Australia has never made these kind of mistakes. So I think it's, I don't know, it could, could it be fatigue or... And they have, like, no time to really even, like, sit back and look at what or what could have gone wrong. Because if they don't win Sri Lanka, or pretty much if they don't win every game from here on because of their net run rate as well, uh, they are really, really swimming against the tide in terms of making that final. Barat Sandarizan, in one word, can Travis Head fix this for Australia? 
Well, the thing is, when does he get here? I mean, by the time he gets here, Australia might already be knocked out. And then you have to kind of then question, is there any point of bringing him here and should we just keep rest him for the test now? Uh, yeah. So uh, we heard yesterday that like, he, he's on his path to recovery. I don't think he started batting yet. Uh, but like I said, hopefully by the time Travis Head does land in India, Australia have won um, at least three games. Because if they haven't, uh, honestly, it looks very difficult. Look at the teams who are on top right now. Uh, New Zealand, India, South Africa, Pakistan. They look so dominant and England aren't too far behind either. Um, Australia are like what the in between Afghanistan and Netherlands right now on the table, um, and honestly they have played as badly as those two teams have uh, as, as a collective. Barat, thanks so much for your time and your expertise on what is going on right across the World Cup. We look forward to catching up with you over the next couple of weeks. Uh, sure, thing. Hope, hopefully in happier times. But anyway, I am taking the Aussie boys out to. Uh, see the ruins of uh, many other empires in Lucknow. No, don't uh, show them ruins. Ring yeah, don't yeah. show them ruins. <laughs> You'll be a fine tour guide, I'm sure. One game there. Barat Sutherland joins us.